0: keep us under control in order to change a human being. more listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain dot tv slash gold i hope everyone is having a fantastic weekend folks i apologize for those of you who listened to the dust and gold nugget yesterday you will know that i did not drop a new episode last night at midnight as i normally do i went something like 30 days in a row without a break and then yesterday i did a three-hour long interview with mike moore for the thomas Paine podcast that will air tonight on Pain.tv tv slash gold hotwire And then it will re-air, I believe, tomorrow on the Thomas Paine Podcast channel. And then I'll re-air it some point this week over at the Dustin Gold Standard channel. And so after three hours, I said, I need a little bit of a break. And so this morning I went hiking with my wife, went and saw the beautiful fall foliage at a place called Greenbrier Park. It was fantastic, folks. It was really relaxing uh you know the baby should be here any day so we wanted to go get another hike in real quick before that happens and so what i decided to do folks is that i'm putting out this episode i think it's going to come out this afternoon early evening and then i am going to release another episode tonight at midnight to get back on schedule that is the plan anyway don't hold me to it folks All right, there's been some great conversations going on privately between Jim from the Hotwire at the Thomas Paine podcast, who is going to be coming on my show November 4th. Mike and I discussed him briefly during our interview yesterday, and so Jim's been sending me a lot of information on the Bank for International Settlements, uh, Central Bank Digital Currency, and other topics related to international finance and banking as I prep for the interview on November 4th. So thank you very much for that stuff, Jim. J-Mal over at Twitter, who is also part of pain.tv slash gold, we talked on the phone. We've been texting back and forth. He's working on getting some stuff going. Uh, Legal man jumped in a conversation with the two of them today, talking about jury nullification. So it's great to see that people are out there (laughs) excuse me folks, and they're active and they're starting to work on solutions and talk about solutions. So this episode I've been trying to put together for the last couple of weeks and I just haven't had time. I don't want to get in the habit of regurgitating my own material, but some people have been sending me Articles and tweets and theories and research they're doing as the talk of nuclear war or a dirty bomb is moving forward. A lot of people believe that maybe it's going to run cover and they're going to trigger something inside of people that were vaccinated and or boosted and then those people are going to die and they're going to blame it on a dirty bomb or a nuke i don't know any of this to be true i haven't researched any of this stuff but what i want to do is go back in this episode and re-air part of two episodes that i did one of those is an episode from september 26th on Dr. Charles Morgan III, and the other is an episode from October 22nd on Dr. James Giordano. And it has to do with some of the tech that these two gentlemen talked about at West Point Military Academy. Uh, Modern War Institute. They gave two separate lectures in 2018 that were published on the internet. I did extensive analysis of both lectures. We're getting back to finishing up James Giordano soon because there was about 20 minutes left in his lecture and I got pulled in other directions. But I want to go back and play clips from the shows I did and then put Possibly some new analysis in there where I see fit based on things we've learned since listening to those two gentlemen speak. Again, these are two lectures from 2018. So this morning, I pulled up the last episodes and I edited those so I could pull out stuff that was important for this conversation and so some of me speaking will be me speaking on september 26th or october 22nd i'll let you guys know as we analyze this stuff and i play these old clips from those two episodes but i think it's important To put both of those together at this point, and it's not going to be talking about the brain chips, uh, the artificial intelligence brain chips, bionic arms, cyborg soldiers. We're going to focus strictly on these biological weapons of war that these two gentlemen speak about in their respective interviews. Now, I was going to, let's see if it works now, I was going to pull up the original... Uh, website posting from the modern war institute on these two different speeches so that i could show you what they were so this first one here it's mwi as in modern war institute dot usma dot edu And this first one was MWI, Modern War Institute video, Dr. Charles Morgan, on neurobiology and war. And it says right here on Google, Morgan's neurobiological forensic research has established him as an international expert in post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, I'm clicking on it, and I'm not kidding, folks. Uh, You can't pull up the site. And as you know, I used this as a reference before I did the analysis of the video now i did find the video is still up at youtube but the modern war institute page is gone and so i'm clicking on it and my uh, browser tab you can't see it here unfortunately is spinning uh and hold on just in a second it'll come up um, let me see it comes up that the site cannot be reached now interestingly enough while it's doing that I'll, I'll let that go and see it takes a few seconds i go over here and i googled james giordano west point and again this is mwi.usma.edu and this is mwi video the brain is the battlefield of the future october 29 2018 in this video dr james giordano i click on this one and this one will not go through so Actually, hold on. I think I can show the video audience. When you come down to my uh, browser bar, you see here on the tab, it's just spinning on the Charles Morgan III. And then I go over here to the James Giordano, and it's just spinning. So I'm wondering if they took these pages down. I mean, we're not big enough to create any waves, but uh, I always wondered why these things were available to the public. And so that's it. Like, you you can't actually access them. So I'm going to pull up their bio here uh, on two different websites. I'm going to pull up the bios and just refresh your memory on these two gentlemen. So this is over at digitalcommons.usf.edu, and this is Charles Morgan III. So it says uh, Principal Investigator. Uh, C.A. Morgan III, M.D., Forensic Psychiatrist, Associate Clinical Professor of Psychiatry at Yale University School of Medicine and National Center for PTSD, V.A. Connecticut, West Haven, Connecticut. Dr. Morgan received his medical degree from... Uh, Loma Linda University School of Medicine in 1986, he completed his residency training in psychiatry at Yale University in 1990. And for those of you that don't know, he's currently at University of New Haven working under government grants. Um, it says he then joined the faculty of medicine at Yale University and the National Center for PTSD and has been with them for the past 22 years. Dr. Morgan has received grants and has published over 100 peer-reviewed scientific papers on learning, stress, PTSD, and performance in special operations forces. For his work, Dr. Morgan was awarded the U.S. Army Award for Patriotic Service. This is a patriot, folks. In 2008, and awarded the 2010 Sir Henry Welcome Medal and prize for his development of interventions to buffer the negative impact of stress on human cognition, memory learning, and operational performance. Dr. Morgan served as an intelligence officer from 2003 to 2010 with the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, and was a government member of the U.S. Intelligence Science Board. The products developed for his DOD and IC research have been vetted and validated domestically as well as in the theater of operations in Afghanistan. In addition to his work at Yale and National Center for PTSD, Dr. Morgan is currently an operational advisor to the United States Army's Asymmetric Warfare Group. He also helps vet people for special operation groups. So he helps choose the people that end up on, say, like Navy SEAL type Teams, All right. There's a lot more about him out there, but you can go back and re-listen to these episodes if you want. Again, I covered Morgan, an episode uh, that was released on September 26, but that did span across, I believe, three episodes. So you'll just have to look for it uh, if you want to on Apple Podcasts or somewhere else. So this is Dr. James Giordano. This is from BrainPreservation.org. Again, there's a lot of bios on him out there. This is Dr. James Giordano, who is chief of the neuroethics studies program in the Pellegrino Center for Clinical Bioethics and a professor in the Department of Neurology and Graduate Liberal Studies program at Georgetown University, Washington, D.C. He is Clark Faculty Fellow of Neurosciences and Ethics at the Human Science Center of ludwig Uh, Maximilian's Universität Munich, Germany, where he previously was J.W. Fulbright Foundation Visiting Professor. Dr. Giordano is William H. and Ruth Crane Schaefer Social Issues Advisory Panel of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, and he's a fellow of the Center for National Preparedness at the University of Pittsburgh. So you see there, you have... Dr. Charles Morgan III coming out of the CIA, you have Dr. James Giordano involved with DARPA. It says, Giordano's ongoing research focuses upon the use of advanced neurotechnologies to explore the neurobiology of pain and other neuropsychiatric spectrum disorders, the neuroscience of moral decision-making, and the neuroethical issues rising from the use of neuroscience and neurotechnology in research clinical medicine public life international relations and policy and national security and defense all right he's the author of over 200 peer-reviewed papers and seven books in neuroscience and neuroethics Giordano's editor-in-chief of the journal Philosophy, Ethics, and Humanities in Medicine, associate editor for the journal Neuroethics, and executive editor-in-chief of the book series Advances in Neurotechnology, Ethical, Legal, and Social Issues. All right, so again, you have Charles Morgan and you have James Giordano, both of them big-time government insiders, Frankenstein doctors. Uh, Based on their lectures, they are what you would call a technocrat, and they definitely are transhumanists they're all about brain machine interfaces or brain computer interfaces whatever you want to call them those are the implantable chips that go in your head like Elon Musk Neuralink and then you also have both of them talking about transcranial electronic stimulation helmets which is a program being run out of DARPA called N3 and that focuses on these non-invasive helmets that they can strap to your head in order to read and write to your memory, uh, allow you to control robotics, allow you to control drones and robots from halfway around the earth. So both of these men are completely into this. They're funded by the government. James Ciordano co-authored the Cyborg Soldier 2050 paper that we reviewed here heavily. And so what I'm going to do in this episode, folks, again, I brought in information from the September 26th and the October 22nd shows that I did, and I'm going to combine this into one show so that you can share this information with friends of yours that may be interested in the technologies that the government admits they have that could be, could be, I'm not saying it is, I'm saying could be scenarios in which I don't know, COVID land, the high school theater production was based on. I talked a little bit about this with Mike Moore in our interview yesterday for the Thomas Payne podcast, but I want to combine this together so that you can share this episode. And What I decided to do was rather than just replay Charles Morgan and James Giordano and then me comment now today. On what they're saying, I decided to leave in my analysis from those shows on September 26th and October 22nd because I started to listen to them and my mind was in a completely, uh, in a completely another place uh, back then than it is today, because we had been covering synthetic wombs and designer babies, so I want to leave that analysis in there. It's a lot of stuff that I even forgot that we talked about, so I'm going to leave that analysis in there, and I will stop and pause when I want to add new analysis or comment on some stuff that I had said back then, folks, so when we get back, we're going to jump into this, Dr. Charles Morgan III and Dr. James Giordano, the government's real Frankenstein doctor. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dust to Gold with the Dust to Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold, and I am Dustin Gold. All right, let me set the stage here, folks. First off, we're getting into Halloween, so why not listen to two frankenstein doctors speak folks but first up we're going to have dr charles morgan the again this is from the episode i released on september 26 and let me just put these the, the lecture into context because i'm not playing the whole thing we're going to be jumping into the middle of it but the basis uh of this lecture is that charles morgan upon leaving the Central Intelligence Agency, supposedly. I don't truly believe that you ever leave. But when he left in 2010, the story goes that he was asked by his uh, superiors to put together a presentation on what the future would look like. And Charles Morgan III told them he cannot predict the future, but he can predict what is going to happen five years from where uh, it began. So, this started in 2010. So, he was going to predict what happened by 2015. So, he put a presentation together featuring a bunch of technology that was currently being studied in the private sector, academia, and inside the government. And he said as a scientist, by looking at their studies, looking at their labs, he could figure out where they were going with this technology because it's just like putting a puzzle together. And if you have all the pieces, you can figure out what the puzzle is, what the final image is. And so he continued to keep this presentation, this lecture, up to date over the years. And so in 2018, he's giving the lecture to a room full of cadets and faculty at the West Point Military Academy, specifically to the Modern War Institute. So he is telling them about the technologies that currently exist and where it's going in the future. Again, this guy also has inside knowledge. I'm sure he didn't give up all the classified stuff in a speech that was being published on YouTube and on other places on the internet so that is what that lecture is all about he talks about brain chips he literally shows technology the government was working on back in 2003 that musk has unveiled under Neuralink in the last couple of years musk tries to make it look like it's new you can really see that it came out of the military not that charles morgan iii is presenting it for that reason i mean we just know that because we're paying attention to all of the technology that's out there in the second one which was was from the episode I released on October 22nd, that's Dr. James Giordano. Again, there's multiple episodes on each of these gentlemen. And so Giordano is talking about neuroscience, uh, brain science, and he talks about how the brain is the battlefield of the 21st century. How it will continue to be and it currently is. And he gets into a lot of mind control and technology related to mind control. So now you understand the context, folks. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pull up um, the video of me, if you're watching pain.tv slash gold, or obviously you will hear the audio if you're on the audio side only And this is from September 26. So I'm going to let this roll, and I'm going to stop. And when I stop to interject any analysis, uh, and I'm going to have this up full screen on the video side so it doesn't look strange. Because if I have an image of an image of me inside there, I'm going to get all confused. So I'm going to pull it up full screen and allow this stuff to play for you, and then What I'm going to do is if I stop and inject any additional analysis, I'll make sure to let you know that that is Dustin today, not Dustin from the past. All right, folks. I hope that makes sense to you. All right, here we go. I'm going to roll this. Let's see how it goes. Let's continue, folks. This stuff is wild, though. It is wild. All right, let's get back to Morgan. So in medicine, the goal in medicine now is to be able to do uh, designer medicine and therapy, if we can design a cell to get into your body and release the right product for you, you won't be losing half the drugs you take through your liver when you swallow a pill and it gets digested. These can be inserted into you through the hypospray uh, needles, almost like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek giving you the hyperspray. It just blasts. Okay, so there you go. Now he's going to use Star Trek You know, Dr. McCoy and the hyperspray to make his point about what we have available now. So you see Star Trek, all this stuff was all predictive programming. It was uh, desensitizing people to the technologies that would eventually come out. And you say, oh, cool. That's like whatever from Star Trek. Well, the question is, again, does life imitate art or does art imitate life? Do the the government people developing this know that this stuff is already in the works and coming out? And so they pass these secrets on to their buddies in Hollywood production, and then they work them into the movie scripts, and then it helps... Uh, desensitize people to the technologies. It helps normalize the technologies that are kind of come out in the next generation. So you put it into shows in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then you have it come out in the 2000s. And so now the people who saw it as children now see it in real life as adults and they go, wow, that's cool. They're actually catching up to the movies. Well, that is all about mind control. Also, folks, that's propaganda. That's how it works. All right, let's continue. Snell plasmids into your squamous cells. But uh, Ventner was able to do that and has the patent on the technology. But you can engineer anything. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world. Oh, Okay, okay. Did you hear that? Did, did you hear what he just said? What he's so excited about there? What he said in passing? Let me rewind that and see if you caught that asthmids into your squamous cells, but uh, Ventnor was able to do that and has the patent on the technology. But you can engineer anything. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the entire world, folks. They have your DNA you either willingly gave it to 23 and me you know companies like ancestry.com to your doctor's office to orchid biosciences uh, folks you gave it to the people who were making 12 bucks an hour working in the parking lot of the local salvation army that shoved a Q tip up into your brain and took a swab out of your nose. Or the people who handed you a cup and you spit into it. Or the people that got you to swab the inside of your mouth and mail them a Q tip. All because, I don't know, you were afraid of COVID or your work forced you to take a test. Or maybe you wanted to know your ancestral heritage. And so there are many, many, many ways that they have gained access to our DNA. And so one of the things I want to bring up in this moment, it's a good place to put this in here. I tweeted about this because I was thinking about it the other night. If you take orchid biosciences the company doing the in vitro select your own embryo program and i told you the woman who runs that nor is a peter thiel fellow i'm not going to go into a whole sidebar on thiel if you haven't listened to the episodes on him just look him up on the free podcast and listen to them or go over to pain.tv slash gold and get the ad free video version um But so, Peter Thiel's fellow, you know, one of his mentors, his minions, runs Orchid Biosciences. And part of what they're moving into is the designer baby market. And what they do with the CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing is that they clip a piece of the bad DNA or what they would call the bad DNA, or the trait that you don't want your child to inherit, for instance, your irritable bowel disease. And then they replace that with what they call the good DNA. Well, you'd say to yourself, where's the good DNA coming from? Well, who is one of the largest investors in orchid biosciences? And I'm just using this one company as an example. But the largest investor is the... CEO of 23andMe, a company that collected DNA samples from millions upon millions of people. Under the guise, I believe, this is my opinion, to return to you your ancestry or your medical history in your family lineage. But they also have all this DNA on file. Remember, the woman who's the CEO of 23andMe is married to Sergey Brin, the founder of Google, a government front company. And so 23andMe has access to a lot of DNA. I don't know, is that DNA being chopped up and used to fuse into other DNA using CRISPR-type technology? Are you willingly giving your DNA to 23andMe to have your ancestry done, but then they are using that DNA as the healthy DNA to splice into... Human embryos and such as they create designer babies. I don't know. I'm just asking the question Would Peter Nygaard, would Jeffrey Epstein, would Elon Musk and these others utilize that type of technology to build a super race? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. And so now you're hearing Dr. Charles Morgan III in a presentation developed off of a presentation that he gave to the CIA on all of these technologies that he keeps his eye on and that he works to help develop over at University of New Haven. And he's talking about how they could create, right there, just nonchalant, he says, we can create something that would kill one individual person because they can target your DNA. So let's say they released a virus, That would only kill one person. Right? They release it in New York City. They know it's going to spread. Maybe it's airborne. And there's someone they're targeting in New York City they want dead. I don't know. Some head of state or something. Let's just say. And so they release it. It's airborne. It blows all over New York. And then it only kills one person. No one ever knows about it. Just that one guy had a heart attack. But if they can do that, they can kill a family of people. If they can do that, they can kill a certain select group of people or 50 individual people in New York that they want to target and kill. So they release an airborne disease that's designed to only kill those 50 people. They can kill a group of people based on their ethnic heritage, based on their bloodline, based on a number of traits. See, once they can do this, it falls under Yuval Noah Harari. He's saying that we are hackable animals because he's talking about biohacking. He's talking about mind control. He's talking about targeting humanity. And so, as Morgan just said there, they can kill one individual person with something they developed just to kill that person. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's pause right there. This is Dustin Gold in the present, folks, in the present. We're going to come right back to that after the break. But I just want to put out there that the hyperspray that Dr. Charles Morgan is talking about back there in 2018 is actually something that was tested for the COVID vaccine. Now, based on the research I did last night and this morning, It looks like it might be something they're trying to roll out for 2023, and that's basically this jet spray, hyperspray. They hold it up to the skin, and it shoots it in versus using a syringe. So I'm not 100% sure if they use this for COVID yet, but they're definitely working on it, which is weird, because we're all supposed to believe that COVID has come to an end, so why are they working on releasing something new for 2023? But when I get back from the break, folk, let me just explain a little bit more about my theory on releasing this stuff in an airborne form because that ties into what we're going to hear about later from dr james giordano folks this is halloween and we need to hear from our government's frankenstein doctors i'll be right back this is dust and gold with the dust and gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv